you know how some fandoms have like gatekeepers people who think that they're the real fans and it's their job to keep out all those posers well what if what if there's something that you're into and you're sort of gatekeeping yourself this week we're talking about not quite being down with the super fan Maybe, maybe some of you are new to our show. We definitely have a lot of new listeners that just from this year. But uh, on New Year's Eve, to celebrate having um, 10,000 downloads, we had a little, a little live two-hour Facebook Live uh, New Year's Eve party. Which was fun. It was so fun. And if you are not, if you have not liked our Facebook page, go like it. Or at the very least, go over there and pull up that and just watch, watch us for two hours. It's pretty amazing. Oh, gosh, yes. But the reason why I bring that up <laughs> is because I told the story of uh, how incredibly lame I was in 2005 when um, when a friend was talking about Radiohead, and, I, and in my head I was thinking, what's Radiohead? And I'm going to emphasize again, this was 2005. <laughs> um, and so I, I came to Radiohead very, very late. I, and it's only been, it's just been very kind of incremental. But like this year, I made an effort to listen to way more than just the little bits that I had known. And I, I realized, and I, start, I started looking, you know, looking at more shit online. And I mean, there's, there's podcasts out there where people are talking about Radiohead. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I guess there's a podcast for everything. Oh, I'm sure. But I realized something very important about Radiohead and about my liking Radiohead. I don't think I can, in, in good conscience, call myself a fan uh-huh. of Radiohead. <laughs> because apparently, a real fan of Radiohead would hate all the songs that I like and would like the songs that I hate. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> because of course. I understand. Okay, like, well, like, one thing that kind of got, that, that really got my attention earlier this year, because they were, uh, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this uh-huh. year, and I was watching that, and David Byrne was um, doing the introduction thing, and it was actually really, really fabulous, and, but at one point, he was talking about the song Paranoid Android, And he was saying how, you know, of course it's just, you know, this generation's Bohemian Rhapsody and whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, you mean self-indulgent and extremely long? (laughs) I I don't, I, oh, excuse me. But I, but I, you know, it really, really made me realize, I mean, I I kind of made a point of going back and listening to Paranoid Android again, Uh because, as I should note, 
it's not one that I normally listen to yeah. because I listened to it once and went, eh. I mean, yeah. I don't dislike it, but God damn it, it's really long and doesn't, I, it does, nothing about it makes me want to listen to it. Yeah, I could just say yeah. that. There's nothing about it that draws me to it. And I totally, that, that moment made me realize more than anything that, I mean, I, it was, it's one thing that, look, I think Creep is a great song. I still love it. I'm never going to get sick of it. I understand that I missed out on 12 years of that song apparently being played to death. Yeah. And somehow I completely missed it. I understand that other people get sick of songs that I like, but I didn't realize to to the extent that other people apparently think that Paranoid Android is like the greatest song and apparently they can just listen to nothing but that over and over again because they love it so much. And I'm like, really? I just, I think I listen to the band for a completely different reason than other people. I, I think it's because I'm doing everything retroactively. Like the yeah. only time, the only music of theirs that I listened to when it came out was the entire In Rainbows album, which I love. But I don't, I don't have, like, deep emotional attachments to it. I just think it's a great album. But apparently I'm not intense and artsy enough to be a Radiohead fan. Uh, And I'm actually okay with that. You can't get down with the fan boards and stuff. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, I... Well, you know, truly. I mean, and it's funny because I, you know, I do have, as I confessed on our New Year's Eve show... That um, that I have a, a secret private uh, Pinterest board that's, you know, just pictures of Tom York that make me go, oh. <laughs> And a lot of those are pictures of the whole band. But, I mean, I'm, you know, through looking for things like that on Pinterest, I'm discovering that there's a lot of people like me out there who just really want to look at him a lot. Uh-huh. Although, apparently, there's also people out there who really want to look at Johnny Greenwood a lot. And to that, I say, Really? Um, I call him Miss Thing uh-huh. because he's so emo and so art student uh, and so like the way he poses in every picture. It's like, oh, stop it! No one's looking at you, Johnny. But, but apparently, some people are because I'm just like, oh, I don't think so. I mean, there's like, there's like the three members of Radiohead that I'm like, okay, I like these people, and then there's the other two. I'm not going to specify, apart from Johnny Greenwood, which one the other one is that I don't like. I'm just going to say, I, I can't look directly at some So you people. couldn't go to, like, a fan gathering and talk the talk? No, God, yeah. no. I would be exposed immediately because everyone would be talking about albums that I really don't give a shit about. I mean, people... People talk about, like, Kid A and Amnesiac and shit like that as, like, oh, my God, the greatest album of the 21st century or whatever. And I'm like, uh, I don't like it. You know, like, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm a, I'm a bad fan. I'm a very bad fan. Uh, you know, it reminds me. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, we, you know our, 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 our old acquaintance with the Wasp scrapbook. Yes. The really in scary, insane way. Yes. Yes. When her kiss and her wasp fandom. Oh God. She was very weird about those two things. And extreme loved, to a level that makes no sense. I yeah. mean, 
she would literally, if she saw somebody, like, in a Kiss t-shirt or something that she didn't feel was the right kind of person, she'd go, Poser fan! And oh, she'd no. point them and call them posers. <laughs> yeah. And yet, and Von when she first met me, she made me look at her entire yes. Wasp scrapbook. Yep, and Von Lichtenstein <laughs> used to, used to because of her. Uh-huh. Was really into calling people poser fans. Oh, God. So you would be a poser fan. Hey, Jason and Sam, what are you doing in October? Well, Trish, I'm going to be participating with Sam in All the Horror. All the Horror. All the Horror. We're going to be all about all the horror in October. We usually do our all the horror specials in October as a regular thing, but we're going to be participating in the convention, horror convention for your ears, all the horror. It may be the biggest podcasting horror event ever. Maybe. And I we don't are, know for sure. I'm we're jacked. happy to be a part of it. Exactly. We are absolutely happy to be a part of it. Um, and this year they've added artists and writers. Uh, we have bloggers. There's so many things happening. You don't want to miss it. And don't miss Invasion of the Rebake in October. We have horror-themed episodes dropping every day, but make sure you follow all the horror so you know which specific ones that are participating in that event when when they drop. So follow all the horror 18 and watch that hashtag, all the horror. Watch it. Listen to it. Be it. Or we will blow you up with our phasers. (laughs) Or we will take out your earballs. (laughs) you know i really think that i'm so used to not being a real fan of things oh yeah i mean and it's not that anyone out there is telling me i'm not a real fan i'm just recognizing that i'm not i'm not a hundred and ten percenter flag waving fan of many things there's most most things i'm not that extreme about but even the things that i'm really really into i can see that they have faults well even if there's something like okay so i have been a star wars fan oh since the first movie came out Mm -hmm. and i remember when the star wars star wars radio serials first aired in what 1980 81 whenever it was i guess so yeah i taped it i you know like Mm-hmm. Recorded it on cassette off NPR, and I listened to that over and over and over, and I st- I still listen to it occasionally. Right, sure. So I'm just still saying, I've been a Star Wars fan my entire life. There's, there's, you would be hard pressed to find a bigger Star Wars fan yes. than Pitney. But at the same time, I would be terrified of like going to, like, a Star Wars con or something, because I couldn't talk the talk with people. Because I'm not... I don't have memorabilia, and I don't... You don't know every detail. Well, you know the Miko uh, so-and-so figure. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. detail of every minute character and with their name. You know what I mean? Right. Every fucking droid in every movie has a name. I I just feel like if I went to a Star Wars convention, people like Von Lichtenstein would be there. Look at that poser fan. Oh, my God, yes. 
you know, that's one of those mass marketed Star Wars t shirts from Target. That's not real fan. <laughs> you know, that's what right. I mean? <laughs> that's right. That's a fake ringer tee. I have a real ringer tee. Oh God. Yeah. I went to the I went to the mall and had and, and to a t shirt shop and had someone scream had someone iron this transfer on this shirt for me. I'm a real fan. <laughs> But you know, I, feel like I could not yeah. keep up with like hardcore Star Wars fans. Yeah, I uh, could not. I couldn't even join in on the conversation, really. And it's so. I you mean, know? and there are things that I'm obsessive about, but I, I don't think anything like if if I could figure out what I'm the most obsessed about, I, I'm sure that there's someone out there who's twice as obsessed oh, yeah. as I am. And like, I don't think I would ever go to a Doctor Who convention again. Because my fandom is purely the old series. Oh my god, yeah. I, I wouldn't I even can't, know what yeah. the fuck was going on if I went now, but I could sure talk a whole bunch about the old series. Oh my god. The new stuff I, I yeah. don't know anything about and I'm not interested. When people refer to different series from the, from the whole new series and they'll say, oh, well, you know, seri- series nine. Yeah. Which fucking... I don't even know what doctor that is. I I have no fucking idea. All I know is that Eccleston did it for one year. I have no idea how many years Tenet was in there. I have no idea how many years Matt Smith was in there. I have no idea. Because I only... I mean, it doesn't matter that I thought Tenet was a great doctor. I, I don't think I've seen every one of his episodes. Yeah, and I've had people, like, talk to me about my tattoo and recognize it. Right. But apparently this is something that's in the new one, too. Gallifrey, right. Well, the thing is, it's... Okay, Pitney has a, has a tattoo of the seal of Rassilon. Yes. Which is like a an emblem from the planet that, that the Doctor's from. Yeah. So, but the thing is that now, apparently that, that symbol, has been extrapolated into like an entire Gallifreyan language. Oh, really? Okay, see, I didn't know that. And, and I only, like, oh, I only within a few years fan, ago, blah, blah, I only recently blah, realized We it. love your seal, blah, blah, blah. And then they try to talk to me, and it's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about because... Because you're talking about I'm Matt Smith. I'm a fan of yeah. the old series. I've <laughs> right. barely seen the new ones. I just don't care. Right. And they're like, oh, so... And then we just couldn't have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, even... Like, even as... Even as obsessed and excited as I was... When they cast Peter Capaldi, I mean, I I think I've discussed it before that I literally because that was there was a period because during Matt Smith's time, Doctor Who became big enough in America where for the first time ever, the announcement of who the do- new Doctor was going to be was aired via satellite in this country. Yeah. That didn't even happen with the most recent mm-hmm. one. So I am I am riveted to BBC America watching this show where they are stretching it out and stretching it. And of course I know it's they're not going to say it at the beginning of the yeah. show. But I am I am right in front of my television. And when they said that the new Doctor Who is Peter Capaldi, I was on my sofa. Both of my fists went up into the air. I let out a whoop like I was watching some sort of sporting event that other people might make a loud noise about. Like, woo, someone made a goal or yeah. a, a whatever. And I I injured my back. <laughs> I celebrated so hard in that whoop that I let out that I strained my back 
And I was in serious pain and had to sit on a hard wooden chair. I couldn't even sit on a regular sofa because I couldn't relax my back. I had to sit up perfectly straight for weeks because I hurt myself. So that's how much that's how much I love Peter Capaldi. That's yes. how much I was, that's how excited I was. And yet, as much as I love the show, as much as I love him, there are a lot of episodes of his era of the show that I didn't watch. And it's not his fault. Yeah. But you know, sometimes sometimes a companion is really fucking annoying. And sometimes they won't go away. And I'm sorry, Clara annoyed the fuck out of me. And she annoyed me when she was with Matt Smith. She annoyed me because she was one of those. I don't like it when the companion gets moony-eyed over the doctor who's a thousand fucking years old. Like, I don't care what he looks like. You know he's, like, fucking ancient yeah. and an alien and everything else. Just because he has cute hair, you don't... You're not his girlfriend. Right. <laughs> what is... It's kind of like fucking Twilight where, like, a 14-year-old is getting moony-eyed over, like, this ancient vampire who looks like a high school student, and somehow oh, that's appropriate? God. Like, no, it's not appropriate. So, so dumb bitch who's moony-eyed and thinks Matt Smith is her boyfriend, and then he turns into an old man, and she doesn't understand. It's like, he was an old man the whole time, you exactly. dumb bitch. And now she's like, I, I don't know who you are, I don't understand. It's like, excuse me, first of all, Peter Capaldi's gorgeous. Okay, he's just gorgeous, but that's not the point. The point is, you're suddenly realizing he ain't your boyfriend, but you're the only person he has in the world right now, and you're being a cunt. And it's like, she never... I, it's like, oh my God. And See, people and thought I she was... The old series, they purposely never had any of that romance shit. And that was one of the reasons why I had a hard and, time with the new yeah. series, was because... Especially when and they brought David Tennant and it was like, he's so pretty, that. they can't not have everyone fall in love but with that him. that was the beauty of the fur. They had none of that romance yet. It's like it didn't matter what the doctor looked like or how handsome mm -hmm. he was or even like Peter Davison was shockingly young mm -hmm. at the time, even though that was nothing compared to where they were going to go. But they, they wouldn't have even thought of a companion looking at the doctor like that. Oh, no. Because it's fucking inappropriate. But apparently, that's just all it's all about now. But what's interesting is, of course, now that we have a woman doctor, the guys who are traveling with her aren't going, ooh, check her out. Mm -hmm. Because apparently, that would be creepy, but the reverse isn't creepy. It's like, yeah. no, no, it's fucking creepy. It shouldn't be happening. Even if it happened for, like, one episode for a minute, it's like, you, sh you should cut that shit out, and that's not what the show is. But so, and, and so she wasn't, because she wasn't his girlfriend anymore, I guess, they got really bitchy with each other, and he was constantly telling her to shut up, oh. and, and it was like, okay, I get that he's supposed to be kind of crotchety and cranky like the first Doctor was, but he's being an asshole, and I don't understand why he's being, like, they're just, and I just, I was so annoyed that by about, like, the second half of his first series, I'm like, I'm out. I'm oh. fucking out. And and then I found out that her character was going to die. Oh, spoilers. Whatever. So, and I was like, oh, I don't think she could die a horrible enough death right. for me. <laughs> because I fucking hate her. But 
during that whole period, I was like, look, I am enthusiastically a Doctor Who fan, and I'm enthusiastically a fan of this man, but it was going to be a while before I was going to really like the show again. Yeah. And his last series yeah. has Matt Lucas on it, and we love Matt Lucas. Yeah. The, the, the last uh, Bill, the last companion, the cute little black lesbian, adorable, oh my God, I love her so much companion. She was like one of the greatest companions of all time. She was so cute and wonderful. And because he was sort of being her professor, they had a professor-student relationship, uh-huh. which is 100% which is the, what, their, should be. what their relationship should yes. be. And it was just phenomenal. And I'm still enjoying the new series, even though some people aren't. But at the same time, there's huge chunks of since the show's been rebooted that I'm like, I mean, I've seen an episode here and there. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't love the show. It's not the same to me. It's sort of like... It's a very different show. Yeah. It's kind of like when they try to modernize Star Trek when they made Enterprise. It was weird how different that was. I despised it. I yeah. tried to watch like three episodes and I was like, oh my god, no. Yeah, there was something just I so just off about it. Yeah, not. I didn't like it, it was so weird and so bad. I just could not even go there. Oh my and god. of course, von Lichtenstein <laughs> thinks it's terrible that I don't like Enterprise. Right. Because it's canon and therefore because you must love it. If I don't like it all, I can't like any of it. And that's so not true. (laughs) It's kind of like, like, well, going back to Star Wars, we had a whole episode where we were talking about, um, I think, I think we called it scum and villainy, where we were talking about Star Wars and we were talking about the things in the Star Wars universe that make no goddamn sense. Like, Mm -hmm. why is every planet a goddamn desert and everyone lives in a fucking hut, but they can all pilot a spaceship? Like, I'm sorry! That's kind of dumb! It's like, I mean, how do you have fucking droids in a sandy environment? Yeah, exactly. How is that normal? Like, I don't, you know... Uh, you know, there's, there's what, there's what, two planets in the entire Star Wars universe that aren't deserts? Yeah. I mean... I get that when you're location scouting and shit, that you want that you want things that are you know kind of alien looking yeah. and a de- and Tunisia looked really cool. <laughs> but okay, make that like one planet. Exactly. <laughs> you, they don't all have to be that. What are we gonna go to the Grand Canyon next? I mean, where? I mean, because you and I both, there are things that we are huge fans of, but that doesn't mean we can't criticize them, and that makes us bad fans. I guess. I like, guess. I mean, we could go on and on forever <clears throat> about Kiss, but yeah. I mean, there, there are songs that supposedly the fans want to hear, and we're like, no. Right. I don't need to hear fucking Deuce again. I don't oh need to hear my, Black Diamond again. To hear I don't. I mean, pretty much, pretty much. If it was on like their first three albums, I probably don't need to hear it. Yeah, me too. I'm totally agree. <laughs> I mean, how many how many live versions of Rock and Roll All Night does anyone? But there's still to this day, there's so many fans. That's that really you're like oh well they sucked after a live one oh fuck that that's when they got great <laughs> that's like no that's no <laughs> there's a lot of people like that though oh my god 
But, you know, Gene is, you know, whatever. But Paul has a good philosophy about it. He's like, this is what we do now. This is what we sound like now. The albums want to sound what they sound like. You want to hear us sound like a live one? Shut up and go put on a live one and don't come to the show. Right. I think that's a great philosophy. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> I mean, my God. I mean, and they're, because they're a band that, that had such longevity and stuff, you know, every few years they became kind of a completely different band. Oh, yeah, they've and always so, done that. And then there's always the fans, well, I used to be, I used to like them, but now they suck. It's like, no, they're they're the same right, band. I'm a fan, but, but I'm not, uh, but uh, I'm only a fan of these four albums in the middle of the 70s. Like, then you're not a Kiss fan. You're a fan of these four albums, but you're totally not a Kiss fan. It's right. You have to accept the band as a whole. Yeah. You can still find faults with things, and you can have you things can that aren't your not favorite. Like some of their albums. Right, like I. But not, when you they have a catalog, of, I don't it can't. Let's see, what is it? Sixteen albums, twenty albums. Oh God, I was twenty yeah. studio albums. I at don't least, know. at least. And you only like three of those. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're not a fan of the band. Right. Like, I can say you that know. if I'm if I'm going to be like, let's see, what album am I going to pick? The odds against me picking Animalize. I mean, I'm probably not going to pick Animalize. Yeah. But if you put on Animalize, I'm fine with it. Oh, You yeah. know, I don't hate it. I just, oh, yeah. it's not the one I'm going to pick. That's, you know. But, uh, mm, ah, <laughs> You know, but at the same token, it's like, I like 75% of the, all the Star Trek stuff. Right. So I can still be a Star Trek fan and dislike right. Enterprise, but, but I also don't like these, like, oh, they only not like the next generation. And there's a lot of that. There's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Oh, Deep Space Nine sucks, and this sucks, and the first one was too cheesy. I only like the next generation. Then, then you're not a Star Trek fan. Right. You're a fan of the next generation. Which is just, which is a thing, yeah. and you can be a fan of that, but don't say but you're, you're a Star not Trek a fan. Trekkie. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I would be... It would be kind of like if I walked around saying I was a Seinfeld fan, because there are, like, five episodes of Seinfeld that I think are great. Right. And the rest of the show right. is like... Eh. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like... They had some moments that are like, that's goddamn good TV yeah. right there. That's really genius writing or whatever. But uh, yeah, I can give or take most of the series. So yeah. I would not go around saying I'm a fan of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, how, how obnoxious would that be? Ugh. Did you know that, like your guts, the vagina is a microbiome that keeps you healthy? I mean, you know there's bacteria in it, and you definitely know that douching is bad because we need our bacteria and you're not dirty in there anyway, so calm down, Karen. But here's some cool info about your vaginal flora. Some of you may have heard that there's lactobacillus in your vagina, so you started putting yogurt in there. Stop doing that. First of all, as we've discussed before, stop shoving food into your hole. And secondly, it ain't the same kind of lactobacillus. Kind of like how a lion isn't a jaguar, but they're both panthers. Anyway, we don't all have lactobacillus, 
But those of us who do have an advantage against bacterial invaders like chlamydia by lowering the pH to a level that foreign critters don't like. It also can keep you from getting bacterial vaginosis, which is something a lot of women have and never get treated because they're embarrassed to tell their doctor that their cooch itches. Remember, we're talking about the old lady garden in every episode this year, so y'all can stop feeling so shy about your bits. Pretend you're a dude who wants everyone to see his dick. Only don't actually send photos to people because gross. So what's the deal? Why do some of us have lactobacillus and others don't? Several reasons. First, if you were born vaginally, you were actually exposed to your mother's flora, and that has an effect on what you've got. Cool, right? And if you've used a hormonal form of birth control, that has an effect. Estrogen-based ones tend to encourage more lactobacillus, while progesterone-based ones don't. And here's something kind of crazy. Penises are covered in their own bacteria, and if you don't have that protective lactobacillus in your vagina, their bacteria could wipe out yours like an invading army and set up camp. There goes the neighborhood. Good news, though. Science is working on a pussy probiotic. There are already some on the market that might increase your lactobacillus levels, but nothing's been proven yet. In the meantime, be nice to your nana and keep her happy. And put down that douche, Karen! I swear to God! I have said before, and I have not gone into great detail, Someday I might, because it's it was a it was a really big part of my life. But okay, there was a period of my life where I was probably my biggest fandom at that time was Clay Aiken. Okay, so and you I were mean fanatical, yes. But I mean, he's so pretty. <laughs> he's so pretty. Pretty boys who sing. I mean, I can't I can't resist that. But. Oh, that doesn't. Mm. I had I had some issues. I was still in a very. Well, I mean, I'm not pro Christian necessarily, but I was still very deeply in an anti Christian. You know, because it was during the period of like the what would Jesus do shit. Oh God, yes. And he used to wear one of those fucking bracelets because like one of his students gave him one, and so he would wear that. And I, it used to make me really upset. And and he would perform, like, Christian pop shit, like, one mm-hmm. song in the middle of his a concert or whatever. And I really didn't like that. But I would put up with that because of the big picture. But at the same time, he would do Christmas tours, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't participate in the Christmas shit. Yeah. Because it, because even though I like other people's Christmas shit... Coming from him, it didn't work for me because yeah. I knew he meant it. If that, right? make, you know, I knew, I knew he, I knew he was more serious about it, and it wasn't just you know fun and whatever. And I, you know, I. But there were people, and I mean, I'm, you know, I was the level of fan where I, I was part of a group of women that ran a very popular and quite 
quite a well-respected fan site. Yeah, I remember. I'm not going to say <laughs> one that he liked. I will just say that because once he found out about us, he kept. That was part of how we became popular. Was he kept talking about us, and that was kind of, huh, kind of amazing. Um, there, I mean, I. I may have written some fan fiction. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I, I did a lot. There was a lot of creativity during that period, which, which was part of why it just became such a big thing because yeah. I, he was like my muse and all of a sudden I was creating all this shit and it was amazing. And it was, you know, and it was really fun and following him on tour and meeting people all over the place was great. But I was just not, I was not like a lot of those other people. I, you know, and I, I used to think it was like, wow, is it because I actually have a life outside of this and, and a lot these, some of these other people don't? Like, I, for example, you call me a claymate, I will fucking murder you. Oh, God, that was so... Yeah, that, that was the late. grossest yeah, term. Yeah. I... I I don't know who came up with it, <laughs> but they need to die. Right. That was that. gross. And it, and it instantly, it caught on and it made us all look stupid. Yeah. It's like, no, we're yeah. not. We are not. You know, it's like the people who would happily like wear a t-shirt that says Claymate on it. I'm not going to stand yeah. next to those people. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just so many things. That I was like, oh, no, I mean, I'm in it, but I'm not with those people because those people are weird. <laughs> and I recognize that I was just as weird potentially as they were, but I'm not because I'm awesome and I'm cool and whatever. <laughs> and they are pathetic and gross and need to shut the fuck up. I mean, seriously, there are, there are people out there, there are, their usernames online like they have there are people with twitter handles that are still some sort of clay name uh-huh twitter didn't even fucking exist youtube didn't exist back wow, then wow cuz that is like i mean if you're still now that's a fandom that's gone you know yeah, you can reminisce like, about it watch a video or something oh yeah. but no our old know. site is still <laughs> out there and, you know, like when he showed up on Celebrity Apprentice or things like that, one of us, you know, because we're all still, you know, most yeah. of us are still in touch with each other um, from that site. Like one of us would be like, I feel like I should go over there and update the website and just be like, oh, hey, hey, you know, he's on Celebrity Apprentice, right? right? But I mean, it's just little shit like that. But no one's touched. I mean, there's dust on that shit. No yeah. one, no <laughs> one has touched that shit. But I guarantee you that there are like message board sites where people are still talking about it. Oh, I'm sure. And those people scare me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, my God. Because that's what, yeah, because that was such a long time ago, you know. And I, you know, and I, and it's, you know, and it's not like he, well, I mean, he's still doing stuff, but he's not like putting out albums or anything anymore. And honestly, he, I mean, some of those albums that he put out, i I think they're fantastic. I'd listen to them now. Sure, yeah. why not? But it's like, uh, no, I'm not, no. <laughs> but it's okay no. to stop things, you know. <laughs> they were, he, it was a part, it was a very yes, happy part yes. of my life. I met some great people through that. And um, that's... Uh... <laughs> Although 
I gotta say, I kind of miss having no life at all outside of fandom. <laughs> because well, it just made everything so simple. You know? But remember how young we were, though. <laughs> well, yeah, no, We I used know. to be young. And we used to, like... But I do kind of like miss somehow, that. <laughs> even when we even when we when even when we had like rent to pay and shit, our bills were reasonable. Yeah. Of course, you know we used to live in places you could afford to live, as opposed to yeah, yeah. how ex- fucking expensive everything is now. But you know you could still make a meager living, pay your bills, and still go to cons. Yeah. I mean, if you think about how much, you know, getting a hotel room, you know, traveling mm-hmm. to a con, getting a hotel room, getting your membership, spending money in the dealer's room, mm-hmm. you know, although I was always really good at um, at treating the dealer's room like a museum and not really buying anything. I, I, I really, because when you don't have that much to spend, yeah. it's like the, the purpose was getting there. Yeah. And, and being I would, there. yeah, and yeah. being there and I would have a good time and maybe I get one little thing. Yeah. But I, I was really good at, like, I'm not going to go there and spend, like, $500. But remember back then, the con rate for the hotel room was, what, $55? Well, that's true. And now... But we also, I mean, there was a period, there was yeah. a long period of my life where I didn't make more than five fifty yeah. an hour. Yeah. I had a fucking degree, and I couldn't make more than five fifty an hour. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason why I ended up working for the goddamn federal government is because they pay me seven. Yeah. I was like, seven dollars an hour and I get to sit down? What? Uh, Sign uh, me up. <laughs> I get to sit down, I don't have to talk to anyone, and you'll pay me? And eventually I'll have insurance? What? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I worked my ass off for like five dollars. Mm, I know you did. God damn it. But somehow, having, you know, being broke... Being being broke and having lots of roommates because you're broke and somehow you still man somehow we still managed to spend an enormous amount of money making really cool kiss costumes. Yeah, I still and have going never to cons. and going to cons and wearing the hell out of our kiss costumes because we spent so we spent three months and I never went back and added up how much money. Yeah. Oh God, it was a lot. It was a lot. We, uh... I learned how to dye leather. Yeah. I learned. <laughs> But it was fun, like, just being, like, I mean, our lives were just KISS fandom for a while. God. And my life was Star Trek fandom for a while. I I kind of miss the simplicity of it. Oh, my God. I know. Have you heard about Podcoin? It's this cool new app available on iPhone and Android, and it actually pays you for what you're doing already, listening to podcasts. Here's how it works. You download the app and register using our special sign-up code, BitchinPod, and that starts you off with 300 Podcoins. Then every time you listen, you earn more. Listen to our latest episode, boom, coins! Get a friend to sign up, boom, more coins! The app is totally free, and they pay you. So you get all these coins, now what? You cash them in! 
Earn gift cards from Amazon, Target, or, oh my god, Starbucks! And if you're feeling charitable, with a click, you can donate to AIDS charities, literacy campaigns, feeding rescued doggies. It's up to you. It's your money. Download, register, listen, and cha-ching. All the cool kids are using the PodCoin app. You should, too. And then, well, God, I mean, you know, forget about the anime years. Good Lord. I know. Jeez Louise. But I guess it's good that we've moved on. Well, it does. It know. does help that anime fandom tends to center around sixteen-year-olds, yeah. and we were kind of old when we started. <laughs> we were kind of old when we started in but anime Akon, fandom. When it was small and cool, yeah, it really was all ages. True, it wasn't like it was now because early on there were so because a lot of anime people were people. Who came from the Ranma generation yeah. and the Akira generation and shit. Like so, Verity Noslin. Like Verity Noslin. <laughs> and Mr. Diskette. He was old. He was older than us. It's hard. He's one of those people It's hard to say how old, but he was older than us. Betty Boop was definitely older than oh, us. Oh, Betty Boop. <laughs> Where is he now? Mm-mm-mm. Anyway. Oh, God. But, you know, I... I think, I think my identity is a bad fan. I think I've always been a bad fan. I think it's only just recently occurring to me. Really? <laughs> no, but just that 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 even the things that I love the most, I no, I I can't go a hundred percent on anything. I just can't. I think I'm too practical. But the thing is, something can be imperfect, and I still totally no, love no, it. And totally. that is the point. And the people. Who, you know, the people who will watch the first season of a TV show and say it's the greatest TV show ever, and then episode one of season two, they're like, well, they ruined it! Oh, Never gosh. gonna watch it again! Oh, that drives me crazy when they won't even, like, give it a chance. Yeah, it's like, but you I know. thought you liked it. It's still the same show. Nope, nope, totally wrong. People who watch Walking Dead and there might be an episode where there's not a whole lot of zombie killing... And, you know, characters are just talking to each other. It's like, oh, you mean, like, character development? You mean, like, plots advancing and people actually being, like, real people and talking like they do? It's like, oh, oh, so you can't handle characters having conversations for an episode? I will admit, though, like, Xena, as much as I still consider myself a Xena fan... Oh, yeah. That whole period toward the end... Whatever season that was with all the Eli Christian crap when they were hanging out with the Jesus figure. Except they were in India at the time. It was see, it was Jesus ish, but he wasn't but it was all took place in India, so it was very strange. It was blatantly Jesus. Oh, I don't know. I mean I guess maybe. And it just that really turned me off. Well, that stuff didn't bother me anywhere near as much as the finale of the series, which I like to pretend didn't happen. Because oh, the finale... yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I'm, I I'm enjoyed okay it. with if you want to kill people off. I totally understand it. But do we have... Does someone have to sacrifice... Does a character we love so much, who the entire show is based on, have to sacrifice herself for people that... Apparently she knew before, but we don't fucking know yeah, them, and we yeah. don't give a shit about them. Yeah. But she has to die so they can live. It's like, 
if we're going to do that, have her go back to China. Have her go back to places that, yeah. that there are characters that we actually know who, she's, who they are, and we give a shit about them. Don't have her go to Japan. We've never been to Japan yeah, before. that's true. That's true. I mean, the rest, the, the episode itself would have been fine if it had been set somewhere that we knew and had people that we knew. Yeah, but I, I, just... I was very upset by that. Yeah, but I was just, I was upset with the whole Eli thing. Maybe it was because I, thought, I found yeah. it very cute. I well, really like that actor time, a lot. Well, at the time, though, I mean, I've, I've, I've softened on this now. Yeah. But at the time, I was so rabidly anti-Christian. Right. That anything even remotely resembling that, I hated. And maybe right. that's what triggered me not liking that section of the show. Maybe. And one thing that was different with you and me during that, during the Xena years, was that I was very active in what, in what there was online. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was Usenet. Yeah. And I was, and so every episode... I would spend the week leading to the next episode mm-hmm. in deep conversation with people all over the place, dissecting and talking about things. And like, even if something bothered me, I would be reading other people's yeah. perspectives on things. And I think that that forced me to, even if I had like a gut reaction yeah. to something. By the time the next episode came around, I probably had a completely different yeah. opinion than I had a week I ago. I've never been active online like that with anything ever. Yeah, the Zena thing, the, just the timing, and what was weird was that I really, I was very surprised that I fell into that at all because I didn't. I mean, I was using you know my boyfriend, who's now my husband. I was using his computer, yeah. and it wasn't until we moved in together. And so his computer had, I suddenly had access to a computer because yeah. I didn't have one. Oh my God, I barely had a color television. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, why the hell would I have a computer and an internet connection? Right. You know, dial up 32K. But yeah, but I, I've never, even to, the, I mean, never, I've never been active online yeah. with anything. Yeah, I can't, well, there was, I mean, you, you would go online to look for things, but you wouldn't participate in things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll go online to look at things. Like, the like, KISS news groups were fun to read, yeah. but it wasn't fun to participate oh, in. Oh, I've never participated in any of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'd, we'd, I think you would rather have your discussions in person. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, and now, I mean, I barely ever am go, I'm, I'm online, hardly ever. Right. I mean, I've been looking up specific stuff for the weather, you know. It, it, you know what's weird? The, the thing that online, the, just when you think back to, like, when we were originally fans of Doctor Who, for example, I have, now granted... We would go to cons, and we knew other fans, but uh-huh. we didn't have, like, our finger on the pulse of what Doctor Who fandom was. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yet, somehow, when, when there was, what, was it 86? The, um, the Doctor Who TV movie? 
Or maybe it was a little later than that. Oh. Maybe it was like 88. I feel like, now that I, I feel God, like I was in I college now. about Because that. it was after the show went on hiatus because Sylvester mm-hmm. McCoy. Yeah, I'm totally bullshit. That's total bullshit that I was thinking it was 86. Because, of course, it was later than that. It may have been more like 89 or 90 now that I think I'm about thinking it. 89 or 90. Because Sylvester McCoy's time was over. The show went on hiatus. It was a fucking tragedy. Um, I forgot about because the as TV cheesy movie. as Doctor because as cheesy as Doctor Who was, it was the most expensive thing that the BBC yeah. ever did, and that money could have created like four other TV shows. Yeah. I mean, that was just true. So they did this, and the weird thing about the TV movie is that it was American. That's right. Which. Made it very wrong. And I did not like it. And I and still I didn't, don't like it. And I didn't like it either. And I remember believing wholeheartedly that no one did. And yet, years later, there was there was no way we could have known oh, what other yeah, people thought. Yeah. Except people we personally knew. But I, I know that I didn't know anyone who liked it. Yeah. But then again, I also didn't know that many people who liked Doctor Who. Yeah. Because it wasn't... It was a thing that this small group of people liked. But then, when, you know, years later, after the reboot and stuff, there I was finding online, I was finding a lot of people who were like, oh, Paul McGann is one of my favorite doctors. Oh, my god! And gosh. I was like, he for was the real? doctor for ten seconds. I don't understand. But because in Britain... Audio drama is such a huge thing. Oh, and he did a lot of that. He did a lot of that. And there was a lot of stuff, there was a lot of content out there that we just didn't know about. And they even made like little web only, like little short films so that to kind of fill in the gaps of how. I mean, we still. I still would love it if they would come up with something that really did the whole, the whole war. Yeah, yeah. Because. There's that brief, that weird thing where, um, oh, Jesus, just like for the end for the anniversary, and there was all this other shit, and then all of a sudden John Hurt was the doctor for ten minutes. Oh, that's right. God, which, I forgot about that too. Which because it was right in the middle of the time when yeah, you weren't watching it, yeah. but I, but it was the anniversary show, and I had and I was like I was so confused, but I knew that because I was like, are you telling me Paul McGann didn't didn't regenerate into Chris Eccleston that doesn't make sense why how was there some other guy in there and then they did like these little and I I, all they had to do was just hire Paul McGann to be to play that part and that would have been so cool if they had tied the two shows together by bringing Paul McGann and I would have fucking loved it but they didn't but so I I don't know maybe because they had a chance to get John Hurt and they're like we have to figure out a way yeah. to make this work I don't I don't know I can't imagine why that was the plan but online they did this series of little short films that sort of explained Paul McGann turned into John Hurt and what okay. was going on at that moment and why John Hurt and was the we, war doctor we've been in touch with that and then the audio dramas then. Right, if if we had been paying attention all along and we could tie all that shit together, because other people have shit they can tie together, we have just a bunch of loose ends, and and you know, so it's like, I, uh, but does it make us bad fans? I don't think so. But I, but um, but some friends of mine actually, um, the Bad Wealth podcast, by the way, they just Uh recently did a great episode where they, they uh, sort of went back and revisited the TV movie. 
Oh. Like, from the point of view of now. Because back then, that was the first time we had, like, a female companion. It was like, oh, this doctor guy's kind of hot or whatever. Yeah. Because it was fucking American and everything about it was wrong. Yeah. But looking at it back now from everything that, that Doctor Who became... Did the they reboot, like it better? They found they found more reasons to like it. There, there was... And... Eric Roberts played the master. Oh, I had really? completely forgotten the master was in it. And it's like, oh shit. I've so, seen it once. Me too. So Nate will have to rewatch it. Yeah. And we'll I have still have a bootleg it. VHS copy of Dimensions and Time. Okay. We should probably oh, watch yeah, that, that sometime. Oh my it. god. <laughs> and there has been some discussion. Is Dimensions in Time canon? I think I think it was Martin from Bad Wolf who brought that up, and I'm like, oh shit, you're gonna make me rewatch that uh, again because I don't remember enough of no. it to be able. Well, to we say, need to. I think it wasn't it like a fundraiser. Do you have the TV movie? Yeah. No, but we could find. Oh it. God, we could find it it's easily. It's out it's there. It's probably on YouTube, or I'm sure I could torrent it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, because it's it's not. I don't know. Is it considered important? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anyone can. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but you know. Anyway. But that but but it's but there's there's something about the way fandom has changed though. Because now the internet makes I mean, you can find other fans to anything you want very easily. Yeah. But at the same time it also can alienate you. Yeah. If like like, for a long time there, I was like, but, I, you know, like, fucking hating that companion. But apparently the rest of the world thought she was great. And it was like, it made, it like, it, I was like, what am I missing? What is it because I wasn't really into the Matt Smith years? Is that why I didn't like her? Like, I didn't get to see... I, I, no, I just, I didn't, I didn't like her from the beginning. I thought she was stupid. I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure the actress is oh, great. Oh, I'm sure. I'm but, sure yeah. she's plenty adorable, but uh, I don't like her. <laughs> I mean, they can't all be Sarah Jane Smith, you know? They can't oh. They can't all be Leela. Oh, Leela. What I want, before they're all dead, I want hypnosis to happen. And I okay. want word for word transcripts of every fight that the Louise Jameson and Tom Baker had on the set. Because oh, apparently they hated each other and they fought all the time. And I, apparently they got over it in re- more yeah. recent years. But, but yeah. I want hypnosis to happen so they can, so I can, I want every word. <laughs> and I want every word of every private fight that Lala Ward had with Tom Baker during their brief marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> so scandalous. Oh Wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> <laughs> for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.